Hello, this is Zach Cherian. Thank you so much for joining us for our podcast today. We are really excited to bring you this teaching. Please open your heart, and if you can, your Bibles, and receive this word from the Lord, recorded live at Brazen Grace Fellowship. I want to welcome you all, especially all our friends watching us on Facebook Live. If you're watching live or watching later, thank you for being a part of Brazen Grace Fellowship. We meet every Sunday morning here at 10 a.m. So if you're in the San Antonio area, we would love to have you come be a part of our services. Family, this has been a rough week for us, eh? And uh, quite an emotional week for everything that's been happening. It's been an emotional couple of weeks, actually. I love Brazen Grace because Brazen Grace is just such a beautiful picture of heaven on earth. Look around you. You'll see every color, every kind Every type, normal, and a few weird. (laughs) You'll find all kinds of people from different nations. One of these days, we're going to have to try to count how many nations are represented in our church. I know how many nations are represented that watch us around the world. And sometimes it goes to up to 70 nations watch this sermon here in Brazen Grace. 70 nations. But the beautiful part about this great land that I have come to call my own home is the diversity. From many, one. That's the beauty of this nation. And it just hurts to see what's happening in America right now. It hurts to see the division. For those of us that truly believe that God wants to pour out His glory, that God wants to pour out His glory on the earth, manifested on the earth. This is really hard for us, especially. We want to see unity. We want to see the kingdom of God established on the earth. And really our prayer church, hear me now, is this, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done. And specifically based on what we're going through right now in America, Lord, just like it is in heaven. Only Jesus can heal our hearts. This is why I preach what I preach with the passion that I preach it with. This is why I preach the message of grace, of the unmerited favor of God. Because the ground is level at the foot of the cross. When you come to the foot of the cross, there is no one better. There is no one greater. There is no one color better. There is not one anything better than the other. We're all just sinners. And the beautiful thing about the cross is, in the cross, all of us equally find redemption and grace. God is not selecting, electing a few to be saved. He hasn't chosen some to be saved and some to be damned. That is not the nature of the God I serve. It is theologies like that that lead to people thinking that there are certain colors that are better than other colors. And it's really important that we understand that the ground is level at the foot of the cross. You hear me, church? While we go through all that we're going through in this right now, I don't want your heart to get discouraged. I want you to start praying like you've never prayed before. But it's really important, brazen grace, that you understand that our prayers should be done from the right side of the cross, not the wrong side of the cross. When you pray as though the cross has not happened, then you are asking God to do what he has already done. Or you are trying to do what Jesus has already done for you. This is why when you read scriptures and you quote them for prayer over a nation, it is vital that you understand that you stand on the right side of the cross and claim those verses rather than standing on the wrong side of the cross because what you're putting on yourself is a pressure that you don't have the capacity to fulfill or contain. 
When the Bible says, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves. I bet you every one of you saw that on Facebook this week. Shall humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven, then I will heal the land. Here's the funny thing about this people. Jesus is the one who fulfilled that scripture. If you think you have the audacity to be the one that turns from all your wicked ways and be humble enough to earn God's favor, the favor of God can never be earned. It can only be received through Jesus Christ. So when you quote that scripture, you standing on the right side of the cross say, Lord, because you humbled yourself, because you turned from your wicked ways, and therefore now that I am in you, I declare my nation is healed. Did you hear me, church? But if you put on yourself to say, I am going to turn from my wicked way. I am going to be the one. You're, putting, you're walking in pride and arrogance. And therefore, your prayers don't get answered because that is exactly the prayer of unbelief. As we pray for our broken nation, it's really broken right now. It hurts so much to see what's going on. It really hurts so much to see what's going on. So much a division. You know, even in my church, I, I know people come from different political persuasions. I told you last Sunday, this is not some right-wing church, left-wing church. We're a kingdom church. Did you hear me? There is only one agenda we have, and that is the kingdom of God on the earth. I don't want our upbringing and our prejudices to cloud us from seeing the other side's point of view. You know, it, it doesn't matter. Sometimes being right is not what heals the problem. It's humility that solves problems. And we need to understand that we can just humble ourselves and say, God, we don't have the solution for this. I don't even claim to know the answer to how to solve this problem. But I know Jesus does. And I know Jesus does. Amen. Let's not pretend, you know, this and that. Let's just come to the place of humility and say, God, you have done it. You have blessed America. You have redeemed this nation. And therefore, it is a blessed nation. Amen. We want to pray protection over our, our citizens. Not just of one certain color, but of all people. We want to pray for our policemen and women that serve this nation. Our firemen, our military. We want to pray protection over this land. Amen, church? America needs to be protected because it's a land, I believe, that was established by God for the kingdom of God. I believe it was one of the first pictures of grace, in fact. They were running away from religious tyranny and oppression and bondage to find a land of liberty and freedom. You hear me? Here's the funny thing about the gospel. You can choose to reject it. You're not forced to believe it. In the same way in America, we can have different kinds of people from different religious backgrounds serving and living under the same law, having the same privileges. You hear me? That's why we need to learn to walk in humility and honor. And I well, speaking of honor, let me just say, let's restore back a culture of honor for our leadership. Let's restore, but I don't care how much you disagree with them. Let's honor them. If David had to honor Saul, who was trying to kill him. He wasn't talking bad about him and, and, and spreading bad policies and bad rules. He was actually trying to kill him. And yet David would not speak against God's anointed. We really have to understand whether you voted for them or not. If they're in power, God put them there. And it is your duty to bless and not curse. I don't care how hateful. It's so that the division I see is so much harder on the church side, folks, than I see on the other side. And if the church cannot be united, how is the rest of the world ever going to see it? We are the prototype of heaven on earth. We are the ones they look at to see what unity looks like. Black people, white people, brown people, I don't care. Red and yellow, black and white, they're all precious in his sight. If we don't come together as a church 
And it's not about agreeing on everything. We don't have to agree on everything. But we can agree to honor and respect each other. To prefer you more than myself. That's what the scripture tells us. To love your neighbor as yourself. And that's really what this is all about. And I just pray, church, that brazen grace, please hear me. First of all, let's come to the place of honor. Let's come to the place of humility. But let's also come to the place of prayer. Because we need to pray. We need to pray. We cannot be divided. We cannot be divided. Let your light so shine before men that they see your good works. Can I tell you what your light shining before men is in today's day and age? Your Facebook updates. Does that look like the book, like the book of Lamentations? Does your Facebook update look like the book of Lamentations? Huh? Let your light so shine before men. Wherever you go, spread hope. Don't spread hopelessness. Because I can tell you something. I don't care who becomes my president in November. God is still on the throne. Let me try that to someone back here. Maybe they'll get this one. It doesn't matter who gets voted in. God is still on the throne. You don't have to agree. You don't have to disagree. God is a good God. And his kingdom shall reign. This is what the angel said of Jesus. Hear me. Not of a kingdom that's coming in the future. But of Jesus the angel said. And of his kingdom. There shall be no end. It's an ever increasing kingdom. I don't care how bad it looks. And here's something else I want to say. My message time is going away. But I got to say this stuff. Stop getting so apocalyptic about your updates. Just because something bad happened. Oh come Lord Jesus and rescue us from this miserable world. What a lousy outlook. Rather than saying, church, rise up and let your light shine in darkness. What does the outside world look when they see us talking about, oh Jesus, it's getting so bad. Come and take the few of us away, few of us away so the rest of them can all burn and go to hell. That's how they see it, church. And it's pathetic. I want you to know, we want to see America saved. And I don't care what side of eschatology you believe about the rapture or not. I want you to know, I want time to see people saved. I'm in no hurry. I'm in no hurry for it to end. I want some time to see lost people saved. Go. I was just out there in Niagara Falls this week and I saw masses of people. And my heart just broke as I was looking out of my window. And I said, God, I don't know how many of those people are going to be in heaven if, if today everything were to end. Everything within me wants to see Jesus. But my Bible says the Christ in me is the hope not Christ somewhere out there that I can't see he's the Christ that is in me that is our hope the hope for America beloved is not Christ coming back it's Christ that is in you I said it I said it the hope for America is not something in the future it's already on the earth it's manifested sons of God that need to walk out their identity not be divided by prejudice and racism and, 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 and some familiarity but walking in a culture of humility and honor Jesus is not the one who is coming to establish the kingdom he put the kingdom within you so wherever you go the kingdom spreads help me Jesus I feel the Holy Ghost it's really important that we understand, church, in times like this, the Bible says in the book of Luke, men's hearts fail them because of what they see happening on the earth. It's not talking about now, it was talking about the distance of the temple, but it's happening again. Is your heart failing when you see what's going on around? 
I see people with small mindedness and that's all it is. They're not bad people. They mean well. I mean, when they say, come Lord Jesus, they really mean well. But they're not thinking this thing through is what I'm saying. You're telling me these are worse days than when six million Jews were, were slaughtered during the Holocaust? Is that how small minded we are that we think this is worse than those days? Church, rather than getting a loser, escapist, Armageddon theology, get a manifestation theology. Get a theology that says it's my turn to rise up and shine the glory of God. Speak to racism. Speak to injustice. Speak to prejudice. Speak truth to lies. Speak life to death. Let's create a culture of the kingdom on the earth. Hear me now. San Antonio can become a picture of heaven and earth. Brazen grace can be where it starts. And I don't want us to be so one-winged or left-winged or right-winged and just be a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Woo! How many peculiar people do I have in this place? Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, you're pretty weird. So it counts that you're peculiar. Come on now. It's time we rise up and not be divided by prejudice and racism. Yes, bad stuff is happening. Don't get me wrong. One side can never see the other side. One other side can never see the one side. This is not how it's going to work. It's not going to work by, by, you know, there, there are certain people that are so close-minded that they can never see people in uniform doing bad, and yet it happens. And there are certain people of, of color that can't see the other side. And we need to stop that stuff. Stop that stuff. Stop all that. And just learn to come to the place where we understand righteousness, peace, and joy. That's the kingdom of God. Righteousness, peace, and joy. Grab the hand of the person next to you. I have a great appreciation for this nation. I believe this is the time in America for us to preach the gospel and say, no man, it's not about color. It's not about that. And please share me. No, God didn't make us to look like one or to be colorblind. God's not colorblind. God made us unique. God made us different. And yet there is that beautiful unity in our diversity. That's why we have the words America stands by a pluribus unum from many one. We're not a nation that tries to promote multiculturalism to a, to a crazy extent. We're talking about everyone coming together from our backgrounds, from our uniqueness to be one, one nation yeah. under God. Yeah. You hear me, church? Look at the person next to you say, you're beautiful. Now look at them and say, I celebrate your uniqueness. I'll say, thank God you're not like me. Say it, you're special. You're unique. You're gifted. The same grace I was given is given to you. Say it, you are a chosen generation. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. Peculiar people. You are blessed of God. God loves you. God's chosen you. God has anointed you. Say this, we are one. Say unity in America again. We are one. We are one. I really don't want to offend anybody by anything I said. I really don't want to offend him. There's enough offense going on. There's enough offense going on. But there are certain groups of people 
that need to understand that the other side thinks differently because of where they've come from. And when people say things like, let's get back, it scares a lot of people. Let's get back to the days and everybody of color go, what days are you talking about? You have to see things from the other point of view, church. You have to see things from another point of view. America's greatest days are not behind her, they are ahead of us. I don't want to get back, I want to move forward. You hear me? I don't want to get back to any segregation. I don't want to get back to any of that weirdness. I want to get back to one nation under God. And the greatest days of one nation are not behind us. The greatest days of us being one nation are ahead of us. Come on, hear me now, church. I don't do this. If you know me, I have never preached this stuff in this church. I don't like doing that stuff. But it's important that we understand that the greatest days are ahead of us. The greatest days are not behind us. I don't want to go back to nothing. I want to move forward. Let the kingdom of God arise and move forward. I want some people in this room that are so tired of the enemy having his way in America to stand up with me right now. For the kingdom has suffered violence, but it's about time some violent kingdom for people. Some violent kingdom. I'm done with division in my nation. I'm done with racism and prejudice. You are blind and sitting on a rock if you think it doesn't exist. I just came back from Pennsylvania. It still exists, people. As soon as they saw the color of our face, it still happens. Don't live in a rock and say it doesn't. But all it takes is one drop of blood from Jesus to wash that junk away, to wash that racism away. And I don't want dishonor towards our policemen and women in this nation. We don't want dishonor. Dishonor will divide and destroy our nation. We don't want dishonor. We want to bless the men in blue. Come on. We want to bless our nation. I want you to, from the inside, even if I don't preach another word today, I'll get to my message. I have the notes. It'll save me some time next week. But I want us to get to the place where I want from within you to pray for our nation. Joshi, come. I want us to pray for our nation. Would you lift up holy hands all over this place? And those of you that are baptized in the Holy Ghost, church, you have to hear me now. Brazen grace, we are called brazen. Who knows what the word brazen means? It means to be bold and unashamed. It doesn't mean to be cute and cuddly and... It means there's a time for that quiet prayer. But then there is a time for some strong intercession where we fight to take back our peace, our unity, our joy. The blood of Jesus was shed so we could be one. It is the same red blood that covers the red, white, blue, every one of us. So if you ask me what color you are, red. believe what was going on I could not believe that we would come to this level of hatred where we would start taking out innocent people in the name of defending justice that's not what God wants so I really pray that right now with a, with a, with a, from a place of humility to create a culture of honor I want us to pray amen church would you lift up your hands wherever you are standing even if you are visiting us today at Brazen Grace you're family now you're family I love you we're family now so let's pray If you would like to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you can repeat this simple prayer with me right now, wherever you are. Dear Lord Jesus, 
I come to you as I am, and receive you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for dying for me. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus is my Lord. I am yours forever. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today for this teaching. We would love to hear from you. You can write us at ZCIM PO Box 592675, San Antonio, Texas 78259. For more information on ZCIM, please visit us at ZCIM.org or on Facebook and Twitter at ZCIM Official. God bless you.